from the city market, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. Not responsible for greasy residue left on your Bluetooth. No! No! This is a voice guy from your favorite podcast, Two Douchebags and a Microphone. People often ask us how they can find us when doing a remote broadcast. One, smell. Go to the city market and start sniffing. Our aroma has been described as a mixture of flea powder for goats, Tabasco sauce, and old sock with dark fuzzy urine. Two, look for the spot absent of patrons. Three, the most telling sign is a crowd of patrons vomiting uncontrollably. Four, just call us at 816-512-7717. Hey there, this is Mark with Quick Hits. How about a beer-powered motorcycle? A Minnesota inventor who gained a following for his unusual vehicles unveiled his latest creation, a beer-powered motorcycle. Yeah, that's right, you heard me right. A beer-powered motorcycle. Kai Mickelson, whose previous inventions include a rocket-powered toilet and a jet-powered coffee pot. Look both of these up. (laughs) I mean, I think this guy's kind of a crackpot. I mean, he's intelligent, obviously, and really good with mechanics and knows how these things work. He's much better than me. You know, I had a hard time putting on fucking valve covers when I was a kid, and that's easy. So, uh, (laughs) anyhow... This stuff is pretty neat, but I mean, I think he completely missed the boat on this one. He said the beer-powered motorcycle he created in his Bloomington garage has a 14-gallon keg with a heating coil instead of a gas-powered engine. Why would one waste delicious-tasting beer on just a fuel? There are no plans to mass-produce this bike currently, and I really see no reason for it. That's why, you know, you go and you buy yourself a... uh, a Vespa or whatever, you know, a, a Harley or whoever makes them anymore. I don't know, does Kawasaki still make bikes? Whatever. Whoever makes them, whatever kind you know you want to want to buy, that's why you buy them and you put fuel in them. They don't use very much fuel. So if gas is three bucks a gallon, I mean, it's really, it's, it's really still inexpensive to drive a motorcycle anywhere. So why would one waste delicious tasting beer on such a gadget? Unless they're just, you know, wanting to maybe get some, uh, auto headline or something. I'll know other reason why you would do this. So, anyhow, this is Mark, and this is my quick hit and my thought on it. I am Mark. And I am Christopher. So, Christopher, you had some stuff that was on your mind. Definitely so. Um... I was uh, watching the television the other day, and I noticed uh, Deion Sanders doing an Affleck commercial. And is that still with uh, Nick Saban? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and here he was jumping around, acting like an idiot, with a CGI duck and a CGI goat. Who was Deion Sanders or Nick Saban? De- Deion Sanders. Oh my God! Former former uh, NFL star player. Hall of Famer, and he's jumping around like a moron going, Oh, they're going to throw down, baby! Over a, a, a fake duck and a fake goat in a commercial for Aflac. 
I am so, so glad I did not see this. So immediately, the term that popped into my mind was endorsement whore. Mm -hmm. Deion Sanders bent over, spread his ass cheeks wide, and said, add black, come your dollars in my asshole, I'll do whatever yes, you say. I agree. Now, Nick Saban, I still like the element that he does, mm -hmm. because he has that coacher's look on his face. He maintains he, a little bit of dignity. Yeah, he does. He doesn't do all this fucking uh, ham and cheese shit. But I did notice what he does is he does something really direct. Like um, like Dion said, someone said money. This is on old commercial. And he goes, yeah, someone said Aflac. He always, if you watch it now, he always confirms that Aflac means money. Yeah. And the reason is because he's the coach. Mm. He knows everything. He directs everything. They did that on purpose. Yeah. There's a lot of... And he's always got his uh, glasses down about halfway. And, mm -hmm. You know? Uh, yep. He comes off very well on TV, actually. Yeah. I still want a giant... I want a fucking monkey to escape the zoo and bite him in the nuts. Yeah. At the After the end of one game. <laughs> uh, just... I like the guy. Just I just want to see it happen. Yeah. I want to see him, like, scream and pull the monkey off his ball sack. I want him rolling on the ground with fucking blood running out. You know, kind of like Biggin. Yeah. Know, Biggin and the great ball bite. Yeah. Biggin is reincarnated as a monkey and bites him on the nutsack. If anyone remembers Biggin, because I know some of you fuckers listen. And some of you fuckers have skipped some podcasts, so go back and download yeah. them all, damn you. Fucking uh, message me. Facebook, fucking email me or something. Remember Biggin. I want to hear... I don't... I know I don't remember everything about that big, ugly fuck. No, that'd be great. Like, There's I mean, more to did tell. Did anyone ever catch him beating off or something? I mean, you know, was he behind the bleachers, fingering his asshole? I, I want to know more about Biggin. There's, there's got to be more to tell. I'm... I know. That fucking... That, that greasy piece of shit, I know there's got to be more to it. So. Greasy. I just don't remember. Oh, yeah. There are some people that just, they just look and seem greasy. You know, because one of, of the way they are and their their demeanor. And, you know, it has nothing to do with ethnicity. I know that for, for no. some people that's an ethnic slur for a certain group. But no, this to has me, nothing greasy to do with just has, it's like calling someone weaselly or, or yeah. creepy. You know, it's... They just have a greasy, slippery. This guy is about as white as they get. He's just a big yeah. old country fuck, fucking so, hay bailing. Yeah, yeah, fucking chaw chewing. Just fucking. looking at him, you feel like you, there's a film left on you. You gotta yeah. wash off. We used to call him Gizzles. <laughs> he was a fucking Gizzle. Gizzle. A okay. Gizzle. They just look like Gizzles when they walk through the room. I remember I used to sit there and go, "Oh fuck, another Gizzle." Mm. So yeah, but this is a kid with an overactive imagination. So. Uh, anyhow, so, okay, um, endorsement whores. So, Deion Sanders I have listed because yes. he inspired me. You don't jump around with a fucking fake duck. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Have, you know, there's, I'm sure they hired him to be the wild, you know, crazy guy, but seriously, have a little dignity. He is a coach, by the way, too. Yeah, yeah. Boy. You know, but, you know, this is, this is what... And I actually really like Dion. Yeah, I, 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 I used to not like him, but I've grown to like him over the years because I got to learn more about him as a person instead oh, yeah. of just a, like persona. Well, and uh, that's why this is so disappointing to see this this grown man who's you know got a lot of things going on and and should be respected, and here he is acting like a 
just an utter fool. Yeah, and because somebody's giving him money. Another thing that I found out about Dion, and this is through my old job, but we went to uh, Prosper, Texas, which is the northern fringe of Dallas, mm -hmm. and is a very affluent area. Uh, Jerry Jones, the Bushes, uh, you know W, and I don't know about the old man or whatever, um, but. Um, uh, and Dion lived right there. You could see Dion's house from the school, mm -hmm. and he gave a lot of money. I think someone said upwards like ten million for yeah. that school to have it built. And this was a huge school that we were down there for months working on. Yeah. And uh, it, it was so big that we'd go down there for two weeks. We'd come back for four days. Go down <laughs> there for two weeks, and we spent most of the summer and part of the spring down there doing this school. It was so huge. But he gave a lot of money, and I also think he gave the land too, and uh, and it was really yeah, close to his house because philanthropic things. Yeah, he did, and uh, and another thing is is the football stadiums, indoors and outdoors, were immaculate, mm -hmm. and I really thought that it was really cool that he invested that much money in where he lived and believed in in education and higher education. And I, I thought it was really cool. And anyhow, oh, hey, did you see that? Was that? It's loose. It got, oh, by the way, we're at the Kansas City Zoo today. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. and, and anyhow, we I think we didn't tell them that, did we? Probably not. But uh, okay, well, we where's the zoo? Started and yeah, look, they're trying to catch the parakeet. <laughs> look at that fucker. But you know, they oh, have he, some. He gave me a dirty look. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've been yeah. in some zoos that they have some birds that just kind of roam the, the bird kill it, area. Kill it! Oh, oh, you didn't like that. Hey, I better shut up. We're going to get kicked out of here. The angry parakeet. It's going to attack. Like I want that parakeet to bite his balls. There we go. Yeah. Oh, God. That Talk guy's going to kick me out. Look at him. He, he can fucking hear me. I didn't know that. He's not happy. You have a loud voice. <laughs> he I can guess hear so. You. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we're... I don't know what part of the zoo this is. Is, is there's there's um, the birds penguin, and the the penguin house and... is over to the left. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, really, they changed it so much. That's all I know. Yeah. Because when we're walking through, we saw the Hillsburg uh, penguin house, mm. and that was pretty much anyhow. We're smells, somewhere near there. Smells nice here. You yeah, know, it you, does. Sometimes yeah. the zoo gets it smell some like ape areas. ass, like a yeah. lot of areas. Yeah. A lot of areas smell like hairy ape ass. And yeah. It's not good. Elephant yeah. is pretty strong. The too. red assay, the red assay has a stronger fecal yeah. power. It's Lovely. pretty bad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyhow, oh, uh, we probably better get back to our endorsement orders. Yeah. Um, stop the presses, but I gotta say this our beloved Patrick Mahomes endorsement whore. Yeah. Love him. Great guy. Well, uh, he's doing deserves State Farm, everybody to um, a couple sneakers, other things. Uh, Whataburger. Everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, Matt, I mean, so, yeah, he's he is. into a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's been doing so many of them. So. And to kind of follow a theme. Oh, of, and, uh, and the one that he, they paid a lot of money for, the Hunt's, uh, Hunt's Ketchup got him first. They oh, never wow, showed yeah. the commercial. I think they got it just so Heinz couldn't get him. That's right, because the, the gimmick first was you put ketchup on everything, so one of the ketchup com companies got him, and then maybe signed him to an exclusive deal, and then just isn't using they're him, just but not they're using keeping him. the other company from using I think him. that's what it is, is they're like, well, Heinz is already kicking our ass, so here's yeah. what we do. 
we uh, and Mahomes is notorious. He likes Heinz, and if it's not Heinz, then he likes the Whataburger spicy ketchup. Yeah, he's very you know clear about the ketchup on everything <laughs> deal. It's, and, it's important. Yeah, it, it is. It can start some family fights. And I do agree with him. Heinz is the best ketchup. And the thing that I'm really onto is simply Heinz with the real sugar. Oh shit, that stuff is good. So, yeah, the less processed, the better on yeah, pretty much absolutely. everything. I love it because there's a big movement of the less processed everything. The Simply stuff, like the uh, Simple 7-Up, I really like. That's just uh, sugar, not all the uh, processed, processed anything. Everything mm -hmm. natural with real cane sugar in it. Yeah. So, anyhow. I guess you know, the company's got accustomed to making everything so heavily processed, so all the flavors were... You know, really consistent and yeah but nobody bothered to ask the american public is that what you really want anymore well i, I think a <laughs> lot of it started at least with the sugar stuff was in the 70s i think it's the late 70s we had so much corn we didn't know what to do with it so they somebody came up with a bright idea of like let's start using corn syrup in, in everything yeah, high fructose corn syrup became yeah. the thing yeah especially in soda pops yeah but now, lately, the last few years, now I've been on this for a while, a lot longer, and just because um, I've been into the odd sodas, like I before mentioned, you know, I go to KC Soda Company at the River Market, and, and I've always liked the, you know, the old throwbacks, like the old throwback knee-high oranges and grapes are just fucking awesome, they were cane sugar. Yeah, yeah. The old uh, Pepsis and the Cokes and the RCs were cane sugar. Fucking awesome. But, like, now it bled into other places, like, you know, like ketchups and and um, and other products to where people are doing throwbacks of Simple or Simply or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I've seen that term a lot, too. Yeah, it's like, uh, and it's like organic was. Yeah. Like, like, organic was, like, the big thing. And that now it seems to be, like, Simple. Yeah. Anything. It's like, no, nah, not all that processed stuff. It's just like, this is the original, original formula back whenever. And I wonder if it's cheaper to manufacture that way or cheaper to produce because you're, you're eliminating some refining and processing steps. It, it, it probably is more cost effective. Less waste is produced. Well, guess they finally figured out the microphone. Idiots. Remember to send all male body part photos to Rob Rad's inbox. <laughs> Two monkey fuckers and a toaster will be right back. And one of the guys was saying, you know, I, I'm really interested in this Eagles thing that's going on, but not $600 interested. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then my wife mentioned, you know, that in her entire life, she's always wanted to go see the Eagles, but it's always been way too expensive. Mm -hmm. You know, they've consistently been priced much higher and uh now there's a concern that Ticketmaster and their flex pricing is going to get a hold of it and flex pricing basically is as demand for the tickets increases the price goes up so they're not content anymore with just selling out they want to get every dollar they possibly can while they sell out the problem is is the eagles clientele the yeah. eagles clientele they can't afford it yeah, that's the unfortunate thing. We're priced out because of that. And it'd be great to see them live. But. Yeah, every lawyer you know, 
Yeah. Loves the Eagles. Every yeah. doctor, you know, yeah. loves the Eagles. Every business owner, you know. Hedge fund managers, I don't know, whoever makes, you know, crap tons of money. Yeah. <laughs> they all love the Eagles. Yeah. In like ACDC where that like takes nine nine out of ten of them out there. Like, yeah, really. Yeah. Or uh, And for a while Chris Isaac was that way. He was pricing himself way out of everybody's price range, but I think he figured it out. I think out of necessity, I think he realized that that hey, you know what? Nah, this this uh, this is not a good business protocol for you. Plus, Chris Isaac tours a lot more than the Eagles do at this point. So, well, I miss the good old days when they did not have to rely on uh, on tours. Yeah, now they have to because if you make music, it doesn't sell. No, they don't make the money. They don't have the. 30 million selling albums anymore. Yeah. And and then they toured to make the albums sell better. You know, I remember like, uh, oh, during the heydays in the 80s, Bon Jovi come by three times in a year on the same album. And that's because they would yeah. release one hit and then it would do really well. And then uh, they'd release another hit and it would start to fade. And they're like, okay, hey, put them on tour again. Can I remember work? Van Halen touring twice on the same album. Yeah. And that was to get the other songs to sell and people to buy the albums, and it worked. Now it is the opposite. Now it's like they have to tour to make money, so you can get all the papering you used to do. Yeah. You used to be like, yeah, um, hey, uh, we're giving away tickets, you know, 101 The Fox or whoever's giving away tickets, The Rock or somebody. and, and um, Or um, you get a, a block of them, you know, five for $50 or something. None of that goes on anymore because they need to make as much money as they can off of this. And it's not like the Eagles have some big elaborate stage show, you know, you know a troupe of dancers and tons of lights or anything. No, they're it, doing it, it just be. because they can. Yeah, it's whatever the market will bear. Yeah, I mean, I suppose <laughs> I would pay that much for maybe if the Beatles weren't all dead well you know a lot of them weren't dead half of them weren't dead yeah and they were to get back together I would probably pay that much to see them just to say I saw them yeah. um, Elvis for, for the know. prices they want I'm I'm happy to go see the tribute band for <laughs> you know for a tenth of the price you yeah. Know? yeah seriously for 60 bucks I could go see an Eagles tribute band and buy the you know bar food and some merchandise and and, you know, we could have a really good time. But yeah. for ten times that, I could maybe see the Eagles. Eh, no well, thanks. I, I know this. There's a lot of cover bands out there or tribute bands that sound just as good as the other bands do nowadays. Mm-hmm. And they're a lot more responsive about doing the songs you want to hear as opposed to a lot of these older bands are like, you know, we're sick of that song. We ain't playing it no more. Yeah. And, and that always pissed me off. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it's... Uh, I, I don't. It, it's like uh, no regard for the fan, mm-hmm. you know. And it, this used to piss me off, by the way, though, when I was younger, and um, I didn't want to hear the hits. I wanted to hear the songs that I really loved on the second side and all that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like I the would deep go, tracks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go see Ozzy, and every fucking time, you know, the last four songs like um, uh, Paranoid, Iron Man. Um, uh, let's see, crazy, uh, crazy train. train. Yeah, yeah. It's just, and, oh, okay. and it's like mix it up. Mm-hmm. Throw something else in there. But then I realized, you'd say this to other people. They look at you like you're insane. It's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> what, what, what song what is that? Want. What song are you talking mm-hmm. about? 
and, and I realize, you know, you're like this too because you are a true music fan. Yeah. When you yeah. go see Alice Cooper, you don't want to see Schools Out as the last song, do you? I'm yeah, I'm kind of kind of over that. Yeah, because uh, me been, neither. I'd rather go see. 19, yeah. since, since 1972, he's been pretty much using that as his last song. Yeah, and and that's because it works. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, all of a sudden the beach balls come out, and he's got his uh, he's got his cane, and he starts poking uh -huh. at people. Yeah, introduces each member, and they do a little solo, and yeah, yeah it just goes on and on. So yeah, so. yeah. But yeah, it's it's fun when the band cranks out some song that's like you know buried on the second side of the third album, and you're like one of ten people in the whole audience that recognizes yeah. the song, and you're going, yeah. I, I think it, <laughs> I think this Motley Crue that did that one time on a tour, mm -hmm. they threw in like, um, let's see, I think it was uh, um, Theater of Pain was like really except it had a couple of hits that was like the third album wasn't it yeah it was her third album yeah. the first one was too fast for love second one was shout, shout at, at the, the devil. devil yeah everybody knew the songs on there well everybody knew songs on theater of pain but they only knew two it was the cover song of smoking in the boy Re boys room by brownsville yeah. station then the second one was home sweet home oh yeah yeah, yeah. but they had songs like uh, save our soul fight for your rights stuff like that mm -hmm. and i think they played um Let's see, something about, uh, let's see, something about rock or let's all rock or for the right to rock or something like that. And they played it in concert and they said like, you know, they're like, everybody went to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think I it's Nikki Six that said that. He goes, man, everybody went to the shitter. And it's it like the place was a ghost town. And sure, sure enough, since we play one of the songs everybody knows, all of a sudden they all came back. Yeah. All of a sudden they went into Dr. Feelgood and like all these fuckers are back in their seats. So, <laughs> so it sucks, you know, it sucks for people like us that, you know, that like want to hear something else. And then yeah. also, it's also hard on the band too because a lot of them forgot the songs. Yeah, you know? yeah. And they they have to have the lighting set for all these different songs. It's it's not like they can afford to just throw one in every third uh, show or something. It's the show has to be pretty much the same every night. Yeah. If there's complex lighting, choreography, that kind of thing. Um, so it's either in in the set list for the tour or it's not most of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, occasionally, it's like okay, we have a little section in the middle where we all sit down and we play whatever we feel. You know, you see them do the little, the semi unplugged in the middle of the concert where they all get together in the middle of the stage and sit there and do that. That's kind of the area where it's like, okay, let's pull out some old stuff. Let's do some covers. If somebody shouts a request, maybe we'll do that. But, you know, that's the unscripted part of the show. Yeah. But not every act can pull that off in the middle of a show. You don't want to see every act doing that. I, you know, I would love to see... It'll never happen because just because of the dynamic and the way it is. But I'd love to see, like, just a... Hang on. Stop the concert. <laughs> We're going to have three songs here. And y'all yell which one you want to hear. Uh -huh. It's a good multiple choice. Yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of neat, but it'll never happen. Yeah. Because, like I said, you know, um, let's say it was Van Halen, they'd come out and go, well, let's see, uh, um, talk about love. Um, let's see, um, 
Jamie's crying. Jamie's crying. You know, it it would not be the song, like like even Top Jimmy or something like that, which was it somewhat of a radio hit. Yeah. No one, no one would yell for that one. They would, yeah. They'd just be like, yeah. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> atomic Funk. Atomic Funk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That was. Yeah. But, or so, some of my favorite ones, like some man, some of that guitar. Yeah. Uh, especially on the first three or four albums. Yeah. Gosh, like a shit on Mean Street. Yeah. yeah. Mean Streets was good. Oh my God. Fair warning. Just really did not get the pub that it deserved. I don't feel. I mean that thing. That yeah. was uh, Diver Down was another just fucking blistering album. So yeah, Diver Down got got um, criticized a bit for having more than one cover song on it. Yeah, but you know, can you really call them covers? <laughs> I mean, I know, I know they really kind of made it their own in in a lot of those cases. So. Is is that the one with Intruder right on it? Is um, it? and they had Dancing in the Streets. Yes. And, uh, but yeah, I think it was Pretty Woman, Dancing in the Streets. And there and might I have been another, one other. one other cover, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, is I dare anyone to hear Intruder. And, yeah, the, uh, you know, the actual song that they covered did sound somewhat like it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the songs put together, I... They're just, they're not the same songs. Yeah. They're not even close. So, yeah. Yeah. But, it's a whole other interpretation. It's not like, you know, a band covering it and trying to sound like the record. It's, you know, here's a song we like and here's here's how it's done Van Halen style. Yeah. Yeah. This is so, like Eddie Van Halen. That's awesome. I like. like, I don't know, being blasted off of his mind in Coke or something <laughs> yeah. and just being like, oh my God, you know, this uh, Pretty Woman's a pretty cool song, but man, what if I. What if I put this in front of it? Mm-hmm. You know, and then then he gets a little bit further. You know, it's like, what do I call this? I'm going to call it Intruder mm-hmm. because it, if you hear the title and then you listen to it, you definitely hear what he's saying. Yeah, that's an intrusive song. It's very intrusive. <laughs> that's a song that goes in your ear hole. Yeah, kind of like this podcast. Yeah. yeah, dragging the podcast with it. Yes, like a fistful of barbed wire. <laughs> <laughs> Just as gentle too. Yes. <laughs> so, I would, um, yeah, I would agree. But um, okay, we were talking about the Eagles, right? Yeah. Now, uh, to me, that the Eagles are blatantly ripping people off, and they don't give a shit if the Joe fan goes. They don't yeah, want they you really there. Don't. They don't. They don't no. want you there. Yeah. I, I hate the money grab aspect of them. Um, it's uh, it's disheartening to you know they they don't have to do that. And you know, it, it's music went through a period where it was all blatant commercialism, and then it seemed like it went out of that, and it was more about the music and appreciating your fans. But some acts, it's still all about top dollar, and well, they they kind of yeah. get the attitude of well this is our band so therefore we're going to give you the best and we expect to be paid accordingly I, I think it is a pride thing a lot of yeah, yeah. I would agree um, but, but seriously you're, y'all y'all are starting to get really really old and going to die and, and you don't care that there's a bunch of us that will never be able to see you 
that's what I'm talking about disheartening is it's just like yeah we may never tour again after this you know we know this Mm -hmm. and we don't care no even the Rolling Stones aren't that bad and and um, you know Paul McCartney isn't that bad when he I don't think he does it anymore but when he would do a show here or there or whatever you know Billy Joel's pretty bad but not that bad What's wrong with a band like scaling down their stage show and going on a tour of smaller venues like yeah. you know anywhere from 2500 to 7500 seats and well, the, you know just to me staying the, in the cheaper hotels and you're not trying to make a million bucks but just go out there and play for people for 10 bucks each Yeah There's nothing wrong with it at all all, all you're seeing is green mm-hmm. is what this is Yeah um they they could do it completely differently. And another thing about the Eagles is it's not stage show. I mean, this is a Hotel California tour mm. where they play Hotel California all the way through. Oh, start to finish, yeah. Yeah. And, and the they just is, stand there. And they all... Meanwhile, when you guys were doing something productive, these two were just yammering on and on. All just basically stand there. Yeah. There's no choreography. There's, no. you know, the lights change occasionally, but... I mean, you go to like an Aussie show or, or a Wasp show or or even like Chris Isaac, you know, and he moves around in, you know, different places of the stage and sometimes there's props and it's like with the Eagles it's you just they just kinda stand there and sing and that's that's great, but where where are we spent what are we spending the money on if it's not a big stage show and elaborate production? It's just all going to these guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's what I have a problem with. Is right there is is uh, now you know you, now you talk about the that album itself. It's written masterfully. It's what I mean. The music is just insane. It's so uh, um, so sound. It's so it, sh- yeah. It's it's and, and it works so well as an album. It's it's one of those in a small list relatively small list of albums that is just perfect for the time and perfect in and of itself. There's a Fleetwood Mac album like that. There's an Elton John album like that. Yes. Um, Ozzy's um, in uh, Black Sabbath's Paranoid was just perfect for that time. Oh, yeah. And it's like there have been albums like that. It's like every track is awesome. Everything works. At the time it came out, it just blew up and, and... it's uh, it's it's usually a once in a and career kind of thing. Paranoid, and Hotel California just took over the world when it came out. It was, and then the longevity too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, still to this day, I mean, it's still Reverend is one of the best albums ever. Yeah, um, yeah. And musically, it's a musician's musician. Yeah. I mean, the it's an album that every musician respects. Whether they like the music or not, they're like, oh my God, yeah, that writing on there, well, and the instruments. Yeah. And it's a rarity when it's it's full of songs that everybody can sing along and recognize the melodies and everything. But if you're a musician and you try to play it the way they played it, you realize, wow, this is complex. Yeah. And this was written with some serious thought. Yes. But it doesn't it doesn't exude that from every note like it doesn't make it unapproachable for your average fan. Yeah. You know, you can still hear the song and sing it, but then when you dive in, it's like, damn, this is well constructed. 
And who is it that sings the song Hilton? Hotel California is that uh, is that a uh, um, Don Henley? Yeah, yeah. Drummer, he sings a lot. Of That's their, what I thought. Yeah, a lot of their hits. His uh, his voice, in particular on that, is, I think he meant it to sound like this, but it sounds very concerning, the way he sings it. Mm-hmm. It's masterful because he's in Hotel California, which is probably talking about the first church of Satan. Yeah, that's part of the reference. Um, and it, it could be anything where you're trapped in something you thought was going to be great, but it really isn't. Yeah, it could be a metaphor. Yeah. We don't know. But it is meant to be sang like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and just the way that he emphasizes certain words and the stress that he puts on his voice when he sings it. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Another guy that did that was Michael Jackson. Yeah. Michael Jackson had just a perfect amount of stress and concern whenever he needed to. Yeah, yeah. A lot of being a lead singer could could well be voice actor. Yes. You know, you're selling the song and the idea and the passion of the song with your voice. And yeah, there are a lot of musicians that that hit the notes well, but they don't convince you what they're saying. No, Michael Jackson was can't understand what they're saying. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) especially with women. Let me put these two into. Throw this out here and see what you think. Billy Jean and Dirty Diana. Listen to his voice on both of those songs. Mm-hmm. He sings that so convincingly, you know, that it's like, wow, you can almost see the woman he's talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, uh, his stress on his voice sounds like he is really stressing about that woman. Yeah, yeah. Someone else that had has such a believable voice when he sings is Stevie Wonder. Oh God, yeah, you're not kidding. Yeah, have you heard? I got to go on a little bit different. That's what this podcast does. We go on tangents. Yes, we do. <laughs> Stevie Wonder supposedly, according to several stars, and we can look this up right now if we want. Uh-huh. Can see. Yeah, I, I was going to bring that up. If you didn't, is that? Uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of people say it's bullshit. Yeah. You can see. Uh-huh. I want to know. <laughs> I mean, if he is, I want to hail him as one of the greatest pranksters ever. Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's awesome. Well, the the story is that he needed a gimmick when he was starting out. Yes. And it wasn't uncommon for a musician to be blind. You know, there's, you know, in all the the blues musicians, you know, blind so-and-so and blind so-and-so. It's, you know, the Blind Boys of Alabama was a group that recorded. Yeah. Uh, yeah blind Lemon Jefferson. It. You know, there's yeah. this, like, so so he thought, well, that'll be my hook. You know, he was little Stevie Wonder and he was blind. And it stuck and it caught on and he was, he was pretty much roped into it and you know he was past the point where he could say oh well you know that was just a gimmick yes. no one would forgive him so he's kind of been stuck all of his life acting acting blind you know this is the yeah. story that 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 uh, um, these people tell and it's a lot of people that are and have been close to Stevie saying yeah brother can see yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like one of them, it was an actual. Uh, I God, I'd have to look this story up. But, but 
he accidentally let loose with it accidentally on a radio show. He said, yeah, and Stevie was driving. Everyone said, what? <laughs> and he's like, uh, uh, what did I say? And I said, no, 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 you said Stevie was driving. <laughs> oh, I uh, guess I uh, did. <laughs> uh, didn't I? Uh, yeah. I was kidding. Yeah, yeah. By that time, his foot was already in his mouth. and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I I want to know because I want to say that's the greatest prank ever. Oh, no kidding. Uh. Even the way he does it with his face in the air. Mm -hmm. and his, I mean, he's and got it perfected. I think people would forgive him and it would no be no big deal if he came out and said, you know what, this is a... This was a gimmick that got out of hand. It wasn't like he was asking for handouts. The no. guy is really talented. Yeah. I mean, you he's know. probably advocated for he would have been the just sight impaired community. Yeah. Really. So, yeah, I don't think he's... It did not help his music career at all. Not Because really, the guy no. was uber talented and it didn't matter whether he could see or not. Yeah. So he didn't do it being somewhat talented and got the rest of the way because people yeah. felt bad for him or whatever. Yeah. No. He's very talented. Yeah. Very I, good, you know. So I wouldn't put this anywhere near the category of stealing someone's identity or stealing somebody's songs or anything like that. It's, it it's yeah. You know, it's once you start hearing how he writes and how he performs and plays, it's like, oh yeah, this guy's real deal. Hey there, boys and girls, this is Mark, and this is Mark's thought of the day. I just found out my phone really is smart. As a matter of fact, my phone is a genius. I got to going through, I was running out of space, and I got to going through my phone, and it had empty all the trash. So I looked at my trash, and in my trash, my phone automatically took all of Mayor Clint Lucas's tweets and threw them straight in the trash without me looking at him. That is a brilliant fucking phone. My phone is a fucking genius. That's, That's it, Mark's corner. So, and um, the whole Stevie Wonder thing is pretty interesting. And I, I mean, I don't know why people would lie about it. So I think it probably is true. Yeah. But I think that most people don't want to call him out at this point. You know, they're just like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, and as you're saying, that if the interest level was high enough people would dig and want to know, but it's mostly people like, uh, it might be interesting to know, but really don't care. They don't care. It's like yeah. the music's the same, whatever. It's like yeah. any more people's uh, uh, sexual orientation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It used exactly. to be a big deal. You know, at first it was, you know, everyone just figured everyone else was straight because that's, you know, anyone, anyone thought that about. That was as far as everybody knew yeah. the normal. Yeah. And then it was, you know, ooh, you know, people, are you possible, are you, are you, and this, but anymore it's like, don't care, doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, if someone volunteers it, you're like, okay, fine, all right, great, whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's like telling me which shoe you put on first in the morning, it's like, yeah. really, don't care at all has no bearing on my life <laughs> yeah little and i think part of it was the fact that they had to hide it before right right it you was kind of like i a, certainly respect people's ability and 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 right and pride to say you know this is who i am and well this is like how the rock cuts and surprise yeah even though it'd been rumored for a long time people were like oh yeah, yeah. you know no he's not what he seems but you still when you find it out it's like what you know, yeah. Well, hell, people used to 
be in denial about Liberace. Oh, <laughs> I mean, the I only mean, reason Liberace didn't just come out and say it is because there's a lot of women yeah. that were in love with him that would not have it. Yeah. You know. But there are a lot of women that would have been just fine, you know, have a gay best friend yeah, like, be like Liberace. That's all right. so. you know, I'm not trying to screw him. I just want to hang out with yeah. him. He's uber talented. But, you know. For those of you who are, you know, not in your 50s or older, Liberace is uh, L-I-B-E-R-A-C-E, piano player. Yeah, and look him up. Yeah. Very flamboyant. Yeah. And at the time, it was... Very funny, actually. Yeah, it was kind of nod, nod, wink, wink, but to seriously think he was gay was, you know, something you just wouldn't even say out loud at the time. No, because it was so taboo still. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, I mean, like, Charles Nelson Riley was another one. Paul Lind was another. Paul Lind was another one. So, it was like, everyone kind of knew. Jonathan Harris. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't that his name? Uh, Yeah, Dr. Smith Smith from Lost in Space. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone kind of knew, but at the same time, if they came out explicitly and said, it would probably ruin their career. Yeah. So, just like like people weren't ready for it in the 60s and the 70s quite yet. Back then, it's like, yeah, he can be like that, but you know, um, we don't know for sure, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of the don't ask, don't tell time. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. And then when the army started doing that, it was like, oh yeah, you're yearning for your the good old days when <laughs> you could pretend that <laughs> everyone was hetero and nothing else existed. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I I think another thing it's telling is is uh, like football players. They mm-hmm. said, oh, yeah, every team has at least two or three gay people. Mm. You never hear about it. No. But they all know it, and they all coexist, and they all don't, you know, they don't care. They're all in the same locker room, and they're like, yeah, I'm not worried about so-and-so. He's not over here checking my ass out or nothing. Yeah, it's like, really? no, we're all here. We're all professionals. For all you know, he doesn't find you attractive. So, yeah, you know, yep. don't, don't get all well, full I mean, of yourself that used every gay man is going to you know, immediately desire you. <laughs> the biggest these balls around would be the most offended that someone might be gay and looking at him. Yeah. I remember thinking, that guy would have nothing to do with you. No kidding. That guy has taste. You're a fucking grease ball. You're so below his league. Yeah, it's like, dude, uh, he would vomit thinking about being yeah. you in bed. Yeah, yeah. There was a Raiders player last year, I think, who was drafted openly gay, and I don't think he made the team. Maybe a linebacker is what I'm thinking. Yeah, uh, who was it? He's a guy from Missouri, wasn't he? I really have no idea. Yeah, he was from MU, from Mizzou. Uh, Fuck, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah, Well, anyhow, yeah. And there have been players that after they retire, they come out. Yeah. And uh but you know, I don't I think in the case of this this Raiders player it was it was probably no big deal at all that he was gay and open about it. It was I just he why wasn't it quite even a, came out. There was some reason and I forgot why. It was kind of like a uh why he it, was out. Yeah, why he came out. I uh, think he wanted to start his life in the NFL open and, and just, you know, yeah, but he got Plus, criticized. He wanted People to be said the that first openly gay. Yeah. They yeah. said he wasn't talented enough, so he had to do that to uh, get drafted. Yeah, yeah, that's that was a criticism I heard. And Which I have the Raiders, no idea. I mean, you well, know. the Raiders eventually cut him at the end of training camp. Yeah. 
Well, I and, guess maybe he wasn't good enough. Yeah, that. I don't know. Because no. the Raiders never shied away at being the first in a lot of things. They were the first well, to hire a black coach, a head coach. Well, Al Davis, um, as much as you hate him, he was really kind of a catalyst on a lot of that stuff. Like, like stated before, if you believe anything we say or think of this podcast, anything other than hyperbole, parody, and just plain stupidness, you're dumber than us. And that's hard to beat. Feuds and all that, mm. and then again, he loved Bo Jackson. I mean, I don't know. Um, Al Davis was kind of an odd character. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I heard that uh, from Marcus Allen in one of his interviews. Of course, everyone tells stories in the interviews that aren't necessarily I know true. Knew Marcus <laughs> Allen really well, and he was not a very nice guy. He, really? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I heard cocksucker, fucking asshole, a couple of times uh-huh. from people that don't cuss. Yeah, I they, I always uh, got the impression that Marcus Allen was what you saw was just a public persona and wasn't the was real him. Because in the I least. can't, I'm not going to go into this person that I know, but they do um, they do stuff for famous people. Mm. We'll just put it like that. Okay, they do services for famous people. It's not underhanded. It's it's a real service, and yeah, anyhow, yeah, they cannot stand him. Mm. And they're not the only one that I heard say that. They yeah. said that he is just really crass and thinks he's better. Lovely. And, yeah, so anyhow. Well, I mean, he, he said that from his perspective, the allegedly, feud with... Allegedly. I love yeah, that word. Allegedly. His feud with Val Davis started when uh, Marcus got an agent for the first time to negotiate a contract. Oh, I read that, yeah. And he said that was when Marcus... Uh, that was when Al Davis turned his back on him and said, you know, you're dead to me kind of thing. So, but really just one, one thing like that when other players were doing it and he wasn't doing that to other players, there's more to it than that. No, I, it'd been speculated that Marcus Allen was dating Nicole Brown Simpson Mm -hmm. and that started the big feud between now, I don't know if this is true or not. Mm-hmm. But I remember reading it, the big feud between him and Al Davis. Huh. Now, if that's true or not, I don't know. But I know that OJ said that even. Yeah. And then Marcus Allen got mad at him. Don't throw me under the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've I've heard it's weird. I've heard stories about Al Davis. Um, back in the seventies, uh, after a Chiefs game hitting the bars and getting drunk and cussing up a storm and causing a problem. I can see that. But then I heard later that Al Davis never drank. So I'm starting to think, okay, maybe somebody who looked like Al Davis or somebody who just hated Al Davis started those stories. Probably someone that hated him. Yeah. But uh, I've also, I started hearing that Al Davis was what most people would consider kind of prudish at the time. Um, so the idea that, that Marcus Allen was messing around with somebody's wife or ex-wife would have really bothered Al Davis. Maybe that is true then. Yeah. Maybe that is true. Yeah. But I remember, what did I see that on? And I remember taking note and go, you know, I kind of think I kind of might believe this. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't the fact that, uh, that he knew OJ really well or something like that. 
is the fact that he thought it was really dirty to be someone's best friend mm-hmm. and start sleeping with their soon-to-be ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, you could look at that and say, well, that tells me something about you that you would do that. And yeah. You're not and the, you don't have this, the character I thought you did. Mm-hmm. So, and I then I also read this, too, that also Al Davis's thought was, if I'm going to pay a lot of money for somebody, uh-huh. and I think that, you know, that I'm going to pay that much money for him, I'm going to go get Bo Jackson. Yeah. Bo Jackson was the most superior athlete in, anywhere back then. I mean, he was uh, like a, a huge fucking muscle. Even, I mean, like Bruce Jenner on fucking steroids at the time, yeah. you know. And, I mean, he's like, well, if I'm going to pay this much money, I'm just going to go get this guy. Yeah. And this other guy that wants all this money, I'm just going to hang him out there in the wind. Yeah. So... Yeah, he he was he'd always been a, a big, uh, well muscled guy. He uh, I read Bo Jackson's autobiography, and he said the the nickname Bo came from. Um, it was short for boar hog. Didn't um, know that. Yeah, so if somebody was big and strong like a boar hog, and then bo- boar hog sometimes gets shortened to bo hunk. Well, yeah. um, but then they just started calling him Bo. Hmm. And so Bo is short for boar hog, which is the big, tough, strong animal. So that's that's what where the game uh, started. What was the old uh, term Bo Champ? Have you ever heard that one? Yeah, that's there's a French name, Bo Champ. Yeah, yeah, and that's... Uh, that's like a name. Which is like Beautiful Victor or, or, or you know, yeah. something like that. It's. But I thought the name Bochamp. And there's Bo Brummel. Bo Brummel? Yeah, which was refers to somebody who is well-dressed and stylish. Yeah. Um, but now that, that phrase itself is out of style. <laughs> you don't ever hear it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the phrase well, itself is no longer stylish. <laughs> I actually want to look up some of these terms and just start using them in real life just to yeah, screw with people. Really. Yeah. 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 Well, I still like it whenever I go Sam Hain. <laughs> Certain people are like, what? <laughs> or Jude S. Priest. <laughs> <laughs> Judas Priest used to be like, fuck it. Or yeah. something like, yeah, you know, Jude S. Priest. It's mean like, screw everything, man. Screw it. it. I'm yeah. done with it. That was that was the way to say Jesus Christ without taking the Lord's name in vain. Yeah, You'd say yes. Judas Priest because it sounded like it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to be over an evil character too. You know, yeah. Judas who turned his back. Yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. a way to almost it, take the it Lord's also name. It also illustrates <laughs> the absurd of Judas being a priest. Yeah, yeah. I think it's multifaceted. It's like, yeah. yeah, this guy turned his back on Christ, but <laughs> he was a priest, so was he going to say yeah. Judas Priest? I never Great band too. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I never understood why Christians get mad at Judas because he was only doing exactly you know, what God intended exa- him to yes. do. Yeah. But, well, you know, people refer refer to Judas as a backstabber or a, you know, you know a, a, a turncoat or something, you know a traitor. A traitor. Yeah. 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 But no, he was. God intended him for him to turn Jesus in, yeah. and for Jesus to die on the cross. Yes. that was the that was the intent. Well, I think this is a commoner's way of putting stuff into perspective. I'm not saying that we're at 
we're definitely we're definitely commoners. We're yeah, de- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're you know what I mean. Proud commoner here. Yeah, yeah. We're we're definitely nothing intellectually great about us. Um, but I have I no think, degrees, none at all. Yeah, me neither. Nope. Um, uh, you know, doing stupid shit and drinking, maybe. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, if there's a degree for that, I'm yeah. sure I got one. But um, the deal is, is. Uh, it's commoner's way of putting things in perspective, and I mean, they just reach for something. Well, uh, this guy's a—he's a, a, a Judas. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. Oh, so you're meaning he's fulfilling his destiny and doing exactly as he's they, supposed they, to. They don't look at okay. it. They look like, oh, he's yeah. a little backstabber. <laughs> yeah, you ought to call him the Quisling. Now that—that that would. Quisling, yeah. yeah. Or Benedict Arnold. There's a, there's well, a historic better, term. Yeah, Benedict Arnold would be a better term because yeah. that supposedly is a guy that turned around and, you know. Yeah. But I have heard that term. You don't hear it as much as you used to. No, no. When I was grade school age, Benedict Arnold was more of a big deal. Yeah. Um, and, well, they taught it a lot more then. I don't know how much they teach of it now. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Good Lord, all we learned about was, you know, history that white people made <laughs> yeah yes that's right yeah i still want to know this is the main thing i want to know about that period in time is this right here why the fucking wigs oh why the stupid white-haired fucking semi-long wigs what i heard and seems to be the most likely is that syphilis was so prevalent and one of the symptoms of syphilis was losing your hair so the wigs became common, and in order for the people with syphilitic hair loss not to feel um, obvious, it kind of everybody adopted the look. It's like, oh, if oh, we all oh. wear wigs, then nobody will be able to tell which of us one of us lost his hair. So to that syphilis. was the very first politically correct <laughs> deal. Huh? There you go. Yeah, that's where it started. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, you, you've heard of smallpox. Of yeah. Course. Did yeah. you ever wonder if there was a a big pox or a great pox? There is a great pox. That's syphilis. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. Right. So as bad as smallpox is, people consider that small compared to syphilis. Mm. Syphilis is the great pox. Wow. Didn't yeah. know that. Mm. Douchebagsandmicrophone.net. You're one stop for everything. You want to write us? You want to say something to us? You want to look for a live button? When we go live, you can call in. All of this stuff is right there for your ears holes and eye holes. You got it, chumps. It's all yours. Two douchebags and microphone.net is up and running. Hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Man, that smells.